Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Liberated Woman podcast. I'm your host, Shanee. I'm a rebirthing breathwork facilitator, ancestral healer, and spiritual guide, and it's my life's mission to support women just like you on your path to spiritual awakening and feel safe in doing so. This podcast is for you to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your consciousness, and reclaim the truth of who you really are. If you know that you are ready for more and want to stop playing small and take radical responsibility for your healing, expansion, and liberation so that you can live your life in your highest pleasure, you've come to the right space. Each episode, you will receive a deepening of your feminine wisdom so that you can be reminded of the magic and power that already lives in you. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Liberated Woman podcast. I'm really excited because today I have another wonderful guest. Her name is Charlotte. She is a holistic relationship coach, single mom, who has transitioned from education to empowering women to raise their confidence, self-worth, and come home to themselves so they can live a life that they truly deserve which is very much online with my mission to affording your path to wild liberation so that you can truly remember who you are and come back into your wholeness and your wildness and your primal self. So Charlotte, welcome. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here at last. Yeah, I'm really excited for today. Yes, very exciting. And you you were a teacher, is that right? Maybe share your story of you know, where you started in your journey and your career and how it's transitioned into what you do now. And I think like, it's really interesting that we both have worked as teachers in our lifetime. And actually I find a lot of teachers leave the teaching profession and go into this kind of work. So I always find it fascinating when teachers leave and choose another path to share your story with us yeah absolutely and it's so funny because I feel like I've kind of come full circle so if I go back to even before I was teaching I actually had a huge passion for psychology I did psychology a level I did psychology degree like absolutely loved it and at the time I was in a really serious relationship when I finished my degree and rather than probably what I should have done was follow the weave of like psychology I went into education um his mum at the time was a teacher and I was like I don't know what to do oh it's easy he very much wanted to settle down, etc. So that's kind of the line I went with. And then I got to that point, I was like, this isn't what I wanted. And that relationship ended. So I ended up being in education for 14 years. And the last six of them, I was actually teaching internationally, a, a big international school in Thailand. And it was during that time that the pandemic was happening and my marriage broke down. And I was like, right, I'm, I'm doing this full-time job at a very prestigious school. I've got a young 20-month-old daughter there's lots of unhealthy things happening here and I can't do what I've done previously. Like previously, my 20s had a breakup. It was like, I'm going to hide in bed for as long as I possibly can. I'm going to cry my eyes out. I feel like the world is ending, ending everything's shattered down. I was like, I can't do this this time. I've got a little girl who needs me and I want to do things differently. And it was like, I kind of almost like probably just prayed to the universe. At that point, I wouldn't say I was really spiritual at all. Um, but I think in that, I kind of sent a prayer almost to the universe, to like show me a way show me a way that's not like what I had before and it was then that I came across a breakup coach online and she was just sharing certain things and I was like oh my goodness like why have I not heard these words before like just that sentence she's just shared has just shifted everything and one of the things that really resonated with me so much was she was like this isn't happening to you it's happening for you and I was like oh my goodness like 
that just shifted so much and I was like I always say to them, like well how is this happening for me and it just like to shift everything and then in that I came across a coaching company I got trained I went into coaching really heavily and kind of went back into my psychology roots of training in as an accredited coach I did an NLP master practitioner qualification as well for six months I did holistic coaching um bits of like Reiki in there little you know bits of breath work etc and that kind of kick-started my my journey and initially I started helping people with their breakups and showing them a different way to navigate that breakup which is so much more empowering but not only that I then started to get into the space of um, the subconscious and the patterns that are playing out in our lives which I didn't realize you know that friend was like oh I'm always in these kinds of relationships I'm always in a relationship where I get cheated on. I'm always in a relationship where, you know, the man can't express his emotions. Or I'm always in this relationship where this is happening. And I, I was like, these things aren't accidental. And I got into it, I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like, the things I'm uncovering. And I also uncovered a lot about myself just through doing my NLP training. I thought, like, this is really powerful. Like, what if I could not only help people to get over their breakup, but also to completely shatter all of their patterns heal parts themselves and then allow themselves to actually go this is what i get to have instead i get to have a relationship at this kind of level i actually get to really love myself again i get to get rid of all the conditions that's told me that i'm this i'm that i'm not good enough this is all i'm worthy of what if it gets to be so much more than just getting somebody over a breakup yeah i love that and i think it's always the case that when when we come to do this kind of work, whether you're a healer or a coach or, or a shaman or a breathwork facilitator, ancestral healer, you know, all of these different NLP, whatever it is that you're, yeah. you're um, trained in or the gifts that you are bringing forth to the world, it usually is because of your own lived experience of something that you've been through. Yeah. And you know, Charlotte and I are actually, we've never met until today. We met in real life just before we were recording this podcast. She's been in my sacred sisterhood whatsapp group um for a long time and actually we discovered she lives two minutes down the road from me um we've only ever connected online and so we went for a walk this morning and we had a lot of conversations and we thought oh we should have recorded the podcast as we were talking because loads of juicy topics came through as we were walking in the sunshine um about you know this idea of the what if and how you can only take people as far as deep as you've taken yourself and I think this is an ever-evolving journey and you know I think you mentioned Charlotte earlier that you you said well how can I be a relationship coach if I'm not in a relationship and it's like it doesn't matter because what you then said to me was really powerful because you said well I've been through the breakup I held myself through that Mm. and I've done all the work or I'm doing the work to call in the person that I do desire because I've done the work and so you know it's it's we we spoke about like embodying the walk and talking the talk and I think people expect us to have already figured it all out and actually we're still walking that path and that's the brave and courageous thing to do and the vulnerable thing to do and actually I would rather work with someone who's on the path to where they want to go to because that means that they haven't that, that, that they're living it in real time and that way, they're just those steps further than I am to take me to where I want to go to. And I always say that to my clients too. So I think that's really, really interesting that that's the conversation that kind of came up earlier as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like in that when I do coach clients, I'm like I share things they're like, 
that perspective is just amazing for my relationship or you know in dating and just that empowerment I've had clients where they've gone through a breakup and their initial story is I'm never going to meet anyone like my ex I'm never going to get better than this like they were a really unique person I'm a really unique person like it's gonna be so hard to meet someone and then just to explore that possibility of what if suddenly person appears in their life and they're like oh my goodness like how I didn't think it could be this good because that shift that level up because we've just shattered like that you know perspective and sometimes when you don't have certain things in your life it's because you're holding a standard that's up here and it's like I'm not going to accept anything less I love myself so much and that's been one of my journeys is just in dating of saying no repeatedly and being okay to let something go where old me is like oh I want to cling on to this because old me is like oh this is as good as it can get and then that shift of like what I'm embodying is like no it can it gets me better and I can say no yeah and by saying no I'm choosing myself absolutely more. yeah it's okay. like that self-abandonment piece isn't it and I think I know we're specifically talking talking here about heartbreaks and breakups yeah. and dating and relationships and but I think this applies to every aspect of our lives right like you saying no to staying in a teaching system yeah. you, you know you've been a teacher for 14 years I was a teacher for 16 years and like you get institutionalized in a way and you get you get comfortable because you're like well I've got this regular salary and it's safe and I'm still kind of doing some good in the world even if I've outgrown it and it doesn't feel right for me anymore and I've evolved beyond this and I don't believe in the system and the values and the morals and all you know all of that and and yet it takes so much courage to say no and to lovingly let those parts of your identity go and there's a grief that comes within that in any kind of breakup whether it's I guess you know a breakup with a partner a breakup with an identity that's related to a job or a career or a title a break break up with uh, an area or a place that you've lived in for a long time, an attachment to a house, an attachment to anything that you felt comfortable and you've got used to because we love comfort. Humans, we love comfort. We love that sense of like ease and, you know, feels safe in my nervous system. And and suddenly our soul outgrows it. And it's like, I always liken it to like our higher self. Yeah or our, you know, our higher self is way ahead of us. It already knows where we're supposed yeah. to go. And our human self is just catching that up with that. And yeah. having the courage and the bravery to say no is so huge mm. because many people don't live, and we were talking about this earlier, in the energy of the, oh, but what if, right? We kind of live more in the like, yeah, but what if, but what if, but what if it doesn't work out? But what if he, but what if they, but what if I, instead of being like, oh, yeah, but what if it's the best thing that could ever happen to me in my whole entire life? Like, yeah. what if, like, what kind of yeah. magic could that be? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. We limit ourselves but so much by saying like, this is as good as it can get. So I'm going to settle for this. Like, I'm going to get a better, better job than this. I'm not going to, have a better house than this. I'm not gonna have a better relationship than this. Like this, this person I'm dating right now, like that's probably as good as it's gonna get. Like they're ticking a few boxes. Like I'll go for it. And it's like no, it gets to be so much more when you decide mm. it's gonna be so much more. And it is energetically say no to certain things. Like this person I'm dating is so great in so many ways. This is the thing I had. All the guys I've dated last year have been incredible guys. You know, there's not been one of them I can go actually. You're, you know, and been. Like you're this or you're that. I'm like, you're a incredible guy, but there's been something missing with each one. And it's so easy to kind of go, yeah, but I'm just going to hold on to that because all of these things are great. But it's like energetically, like, you know, like it can be more. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's so hard because it's so comfortable. This is what I've known. 
Mm. And it's a no. And just like being kind of okay with releasing that because then it's like, what do you get to let in instead? What comes next? I'm a big believer the universe will keep sending us certain people, events, situations, circumstances to teach us a lesson and it will keep repeating it until you're like, okay, this is the lesson. This is the shift I need to make. This is the healing I need to do. This is the trigger that keeps coming up for me. This is the next edge I need to work through. And I need to kind of learn to be okay with this and just push through like that edge. And when you do it, it's like, oh, something new is now coming in. And that might have lessons with it. And like, that's okay. But it's like that level up, like you're constantly upgrading and leveling up like what you're calling in and bringing in. But it's so scary because our nervous system loves familiarity. Yeah, absolutely. Even absolutely. if it's not good for us. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think a lot of people end up staying in that complacency and end up staying and settling because they think that's all there is. And, you know, mm. every every country and like you, I worked abroad as a teacher in, in two different countries. And every country that I've lived in has their own version of like, well, that's just how it is. You know, they all have their own phrases in their own language that yeah. basically sums up to, well, that's just how it is. Like, deal yeah. with it, you know, live with it. That's just how it is here. That's just how life is rather than allowing the magic of the what if and the possibilities and you know we were talking about this earlier when we were out for our walk about I remember you saying but what if you could have this and I can have this so like you know I can be financially successful and have a partner that is devoted and committed and loving and all the things I want and I was like yeah and what if you could also have the other like yeah. What, there's more than just a binary option of like this and this yeah what, there are infinite options and possibilities that we can't necessarily see because of exactly what you mentioned before the conditioning past relationships previous yeah. experiences um and actually what I found in my relationships this is this is something that's very interesting actually maybe you'll have something that you can kind of coach me around on this you do a bit of live coaching for me on this podcast but so one of the the core beliefs that I grew up with from my mother yeah I'm trying to really forgive her for this because I think she only said this you know from her lived experience and I love her very much so mom if you're listening to this I do love you but (laughs) One of, I don't know if she listens to my podcast, to be honest, but one of the things that I grew up with was this phrase. My mum would always say to me, if I ever was, if I, if your dad ever left me, I'd be absolutely fine. I've got my career. I've got my friends. I've got my hobbies. I'm an independent woman. I would be absolutely fine. If I was to leave your dad, he would crumble. That's what she used to say to me. The subtext behind that, and I've never forgotten it because she she said it to me several times throughout my life, okay? And I always saw my dad, again, love you, dad. You're never gonna listen to this podcast, but I love you even if you do hear this. My dad, dad, um, I always saw him as a very weak, weak man. Mm. Not physically weak, but didn't really stand in his boundaries, adored my mom, kind of puppy dogged my mom, followed my mom around. She was always the one with the like ideas and the decisions and he would just kind of follow her around. And he was a man in his own right in terms of his business and everything. But definitely like she, she was the, the kind of the leader of the situation. Okay. Very much that way. And so I, I already had this kind of like sense that my dad was, was a, was quite weak and like wouldn't, 
protect. And I had my own journey with him not protecting me through situations. So the underlying subtext behind that was like, men are weak and men are useless. And I don't really need a man in order for me to survive. So I, like my mum, I became very hyper independent, right? Lived very much in my masculine, always had a very Mm. successful career, like always had financial backing, made sure that like I was always okay, sorted, put myself out there, had a good social life, blah, 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 blah. And with that, I would attract men that I perceived to be very weak and probably quite useless and I hate to use that word because that's so emasculating Mm. to a man but I would subconsciously attract that so that if something was to go wrong and we would break up uh, like my mom I'll be fine I've got my this I've got my that and I'm okay and I'm independent and actually it's been so detrimental yeah my relationship patterns because then I've just kept dating my dad over and over again right like versions of my dad which we tend to do anyway right like either version of our mom or our dad until we heal those parts or in between those guys I would meet these really wildly independent wealthy uh, men who had no emotional capacity whatsoever so I literally always had that like pendulum swing between these Mm -hmm. two men and so this like belief that men are useless is one that I'm really having to work through and not only have I seen it in my outside relationships, but I've also like heavily criticized my inner masculine, believing him to be useless when he's not productive because on top of mum saying that to me, like I would be like, mum, how was your day? And she'd say to me, oh yes, it was great. I ticked off this, 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 and this off my list. And so like a successful day was a productive day. And so I think it's really interesting. And I have a, a huge awareness around like, this this um pattern yeah Um, but it's definitely like come through so many times in my relationships and inevitably I have always been the one to leave those guys like the rich wealthy emotionally unavailable men they messed me around yeah like they 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 couldn't commit they couldn't hold emotion they didn't have emotional capacity for someone of my depth at all yeah and in fact, a lot of them ended up saying that they were intimidated by me, which is really interesting because I was quite intimidated by them. But <laughs> but the other guys, the ones that I perceived to be useless, that I would end up in longer term relationships with, inevitably, I always left them. And so, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there as like this, you know, these subconscious patterns and beliefs and the awareness yeah. around it. Um and maybe you can share some ideas or tips or even coach around that so that the listeners can Yeah. No, I I absolutely love this topic, and it's one actually. If I talk about it in my on my Instagram page, can sometimes get like heated with people because there's a lot of misconceptions around you know the feminine and the masculine. And when people typically hear like that, you know, masculinity is often that kind of toxic side of like, oh, it's like this controlling man, it's this, it's this man, and it's like they're neither or. And like as women, we want men to be a certain way, and we completely crush them down. Yeah, and we also as the feminine, the feminine is so powerful, and when she's in it. She's leading everything, but it's so subtle. It allows a man to feel like he is actually leading everything because you empower him to lead. You empower him to be the best that he can be. And it's just so beautiful. And I love to think of it as like the feminine is very much like the river. And a healthy masculine man is the river bank. And like when you empower him, he holds it all. And like if you're in your emotions as a woman, he's like, I've got you. I'm holding you. It's so safe. 
it's so secure with your you know calm river flowing through or you're like a raging river he's kind of like holding it there and you look like when you hold it you move your banks up higher i feel so safe right now he's like yeah gotcha i've got you but often what we do is we will kind of universally criticize men and we like pull them down and they then start to kind of feel attacked and then they're like i don't want to do this you know and as women we're like i don't need a man it's protection we're humans who desire and crave connection mm. we've become so hyper independent as women as a protection thing i don't need any man if he leaves me i'm absolutely fine i've mm. got it all and often we push them away because men want a purpose they want to feel needed they want to feel like they've got a place there and if we don't give them that place they they inadvertently it breaks down the relationship because they're like what am i doing here it's also Masculine. like nothing nothing for them to work for like i think yeah. like men you know what what I'm, I'm and okay obviously we're talking about heterosexual relationships here so this doesn't yeah. apply to all relationships but i guess we can also talk about the energies of the masculine and feminine i think i just want to premise yeah. that you know if there's anyone listening to this that's in a um not in a heterosexual relationship like please don't feel like we're just using this one example because yeah that's, that's just the context of what I just explained around my relationship and my parents relationship but mm. I think we can also liken this to the energies that we both you know we carry both within us um we do carry both yeah yeah absolutely and I think that um that feeling of like you know what what are men are like well what are we fighting for like what are we protecting like what are we leading because if there isn't they also need yeah. to feel like they are there is something that they are leading and slash protecting. And I remember having this conversation with my best friend, who's a man. And I remember this, like we were on an airplane going to Bali for our 30th birthdays. We both lived in Singapore. He still lives in Singapore. And we've known each other since we were four years old. He's my best, best friend. And we're on this airplane to Bali for our 30th birthdays. (laughs) And we were talking about, because we had this conversation earlier, Charlotte, about... um, like dating in Asia as a white mm-hmm. Western Caucasian woman, or even just in yeah. general as a Caucasian woman, okay, or like a Westerner, let's say, like a non yeah. non native Asian woman, so to speak. And you were saying that you know in Thailand, it's it's like the the expat men will tend to go for the Asian women, the Thai women, because like the western women they're opinionated and they like they hold them to higher standards and they're not subservient and all the rest of it and it was the same when i lived in singapore and i actually said to you i started writing a book (laughs) about all my dating escapades it's really really funny i should actually release it at some point it's called jungle in the lion city and it was just all about my dating experiences and i remember because my friend he's always had singaporean girlfriends like ever since he moved to singapore after university he always had singaporean girlfriends and they love him because he's like a typical British he's a bit like Hugh Grant vibes and he like he's a physio and he's got you know he's he's passionate and interesting we were on our way to Bali and he was telling me like exactly what you just said around like he's like well this is why I date Asian women because they let me hold their bags and they let me open the door for them and I actually feel like I'm needed and I have a purpose as a man in this space whereas when I've yeah. dated Caucasian women like I I really struggle to like find my purpose in the space and then he said as a joke he went yeah well it all started with the Spice Girls and girl power and I was like I'm pretty sure it started with the suffragettes and the voting but cool (laughs) and it cracked me right up because I was like it started way before that I understood what he was saying and he he actually shared with me on that plane journey that he'd read this article about um 
a couple who the man had been the breadwinner and the wife, you know, the mother, I guess, if you want to talk about it in I'd quote unquote traditional terms. And then at some point she then took a job that she really loved and he became the house husband. And she, and she had said like that she found him less and less attractive and like their sex life had broken Mm -hmm. down. And, and I guess, like she saw him then as like, even though he was doing a really important role in raising their children, yeah. and that's like a full-time job as most mothers know. Um, yep. <laughs> all mothers know, in fact, um, yeah. that's, well, unless you've got a full-time nanny, but most mothers know this, um, that actually like, I guess, yeah. I guess she then found the fact that he didn't have a quote unquote purpose um, or a reason to lead, mm-hmm. even though he yeah. was leading in the house with the yeah. kids, family which I think is a very important purpose um yeah yeah she ended up breaking up with him and and we were just kind of talking about like this role reversal and women becoming really independent and obviously like I'm advocating for women's independence and their liberation and their you know forging the path that feels right for you and that looks so different to everybody um yeah. but I guess it does come at a, a detrimental cost to the point when we're where we're over independent or hyper independent, yeah. which comes more from a trauma response. Yeah. Like the beliefs that I explained I took from my mum yeah. rather than like I'm I am independent and I also yeah. love to be in this relationship and let my man mm-hmm. leave. Yeah. It is that and energy. It's like I can totally take care of myself. I can do it all. And it feels so good to allow this beautiful person to take care of me, mm. to, to trust them to make decisions in this area or to lead in this way or to take care of me or protect me in this way. I, I can do it. But oh, it feels so good just to trust this incredible person mm. to do some of those things as well. And like, how free I don't have to do it all. Yeah. Like, my own bags but oh it feels so nice he's just offered he's just taken that and just done that yeah. because he wants to because he cares not because he didn't see me as you know incapable because he cares and he and he wants to do that you know and in his relationships it's like it's elevating men and like our language is so powerful and typically like what we tend to do is it's a criticism we don't realize that we think we're expressing our needs and we are but it's like i need to do this you're not doing this can you do this rather than just like really kind of praising and elevating them by sharing like when they do something how it makes you feel in a really positive way the masculine loves that they're like yeah i can do that like you're giving them a task in a really positive way it's like you know when you do x it makes me feel so cared for and that's ultimately what they want to do compared with i don't feel cared for right now because you're not doing this or i don't feel valued right now because you're not doing this and they're like it's that then that defensiveness comes up it's like yeah, intact yeah. Mm. and it's just you know like elevating men in like your, you know, your feminine energy and it's true we have both energies you know we have masculine and feminine energies within us but typically what's happening is we've got these masculine men and women have become very masculine because all that independence and stuff is you know the masculine energy and then we're there as doers i'm doing it all no i'm doing it all i'm doing it all and like we're just clashing it's like being in a workplace and everybody's doing the same role yeah you need people in different roles and sometimes they interchange like you might mix like the man will go into his feminine when he's nurturing his children you know and he will switch into that but then he then comes out of it for other ways and we need to kind of just it's like a flow right now like same with business in business we have to be in our feminine and we need our masculine structures otherwise it's just all too it's too flowy it's like a river 
with no banks to hold it it's just going everywhere so we need like that and or, or but we can't both be the river bank we can't both be like the river we can interchange at times but it's like if you're both trying to be the same thing it's just like that clashing of energy where like well i don't feel needed right now and i don't actually need you so it doesn't kind of go anywhere yeah and i think you know there's just this I mean we could talk like for another hour on this topic I think it's there's a lot of nuance <laughs> and a lot of kind of you know we need to, to kind of think about the nuances of different people's relationships and how they grew up and I think maybe for a lot of men as well and we are we are mm-hmm. you know focused currently on a heterosexual relationship and again this is not like yeah. exclusive this does apply to other forms of relationships. I just think we're using this as a current example right now. So please just bear that in mind within the context in which you're listening to this or hearing this and receiving this, that it's not personal to people who are not in that kind of relationship. But I think we're just speaking from our own lived experiences here. And I don't want to speak on behalf of somebody um, who's in a, um, in a homosexual relationship or in a, in a, you know, pansexual or whatever, because I, that's not my lived experience. Mm -hmm. and I don't want to speak on behalf of that community. Um, I would want someone yeah. to hear from their perspective yeah. on that. But I think um, men as well, like we've got to remember that that's that sense that you said about elevating them. It's like the disappointment that they feel when they don't do the thing that you yeah. want them to do. And I guess that's like, that does lead straight back to like mother wounding as well, or even father wounding. Like I always felt dis- yeah. like that my that I was disappointing my dad. And then I was like, oh, my dad disappoints me. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, for my partner, it's like, well, the mum, like his mum, it feels like he's disappointing his mum or letting his mum down or his mum's going to criticise him. And so like when, if I do go into critical states, yeah. then instantly hears that as like mum. And so I've, again, like you said, like I've really had to work on the language around it. And I really try yeah. and take the time to say like, even this morning I said to him like, I really admire how you get up so early every morning to go to work because I don't think I could do what you're doing. And I really appreciate that you're waking up this early every morning. And not that long ago, it was like, oh, you're waking up this early and then you're waking up me and then I'm not getting sleep. And And I'm just like, yeah, but you're the one that's having to wake up at silly o'clock. Not even, yes, it's my sleep, but what, but you're the one that's up and doing it and you're actually doing it like every single day. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. So well done. Like I kind of, yeah yeah and I just I actually said it to him this morning when he like came to hug me goodbye because I was like I really admire that you're getting up every morning and doing this because I definitely think I could do it and I think just like hearing those little moments really everyone wants praise everyone wants to feel validated and like yeah it's like in a child like you did a good job and I love you and you know and we even talk about that at home like there are days, you know, when I've like hung up all the washing and I've emptied the dishwasher and I've done all this stuff in the house. And and I would say to I would say to him, rather than being like passive aggressive and being like, oh, thanks for doing the washing, Shani, you know, like instead of being passive aggressive, I'd be like, babe, I would really appreciate some appreciation, like for all that I've done yeah. for us today. And he's like, oh yeah, you're amazing. Thank you for doing all of that. I do really appreciate it. It is sometimes he won't notice it, of course. So then it's like, it's up to yeah. me to say, I would really love some appreciation for what I've done today. And I, now I say that if it's not, if yeah. it's not noticed and you can't always notice everything that people yeah. do. And I think it's just taking those moments. And also like, it's so easy to criticize someone for where they're not at yet. 
And we we yeah. try now very much to say to each other, like, I see that you're trying really hard and I recognize that yeah. you find this a real struggle. You find this really difficult and I see that you're working really hard on this and I'm here to support you. I can't get you yeah. to the next level because you have to do that. But I see that you have worked. And I he, he every time I say that to him, he's always like, oh, thanks. I'm really like, thanks for seeing me. Like, I'm really happy that you see what I am yeah. doing, not all the things that I'm not doing. <laughs> and I think that's, that's. Yeah, good. and it's true for ourselves as well. Yeah, of course. Well, the reason we criticise them is because we're criticising like, ourselves, right? Like, yeah. We're just, like, well, I'm not know. here yet. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not here still. Yeah, like, yeah. You've moved from here. You're actually not quite here yet, but you're not there still. Yeah. And we focus on the fact that I'm not here. I want to be here and I'm not here yet. And we beat ourselves up while I'm going, yeah, but I was here. And now I'm actually, oh, I'm here. I'm so close. Yeah. And we forget some of the journey that we've been on because we're not at that final destination point and we just want to shortcut that journey. It's like, yeah, but we need to go for the journey and appreciate the journey and actually praise ourselves to go on the journey. Like, yeah, you're not here at point A. You're partly on the way to like where you want to be. And look at the levels you've already, you know, made. It's so important to celebrate that within ourselves and empower ourselves to go like, yeah, you've done really well. Yeah, you're not there yet, but like, gosh, look how far you've come. Yeah. And I think it's so, I think we all do that, don't we? We, we all struggle yeah, we to kind of see how far, mm. you know, actually I said it to you earlier and I'm going to share it right now because this is the podcast. Yeah. I said to you earlier when we were on our walk that um, there's a there's a, a coach that I love that I follow and she launched a podcast maybe like two weeks ago and she's already got like two and a half thousand downloads and like my podcast has just reached over a thousand downloads today. <laughs> I know, let's just take a moment to celebrate that. And I, I literally said to you on the walk, like, oh, she got like two and a half thousand downloads in two weeks. And I was like, yeah, but she also has like 25,000 people on her Instagram. <laughs> she runs a membership. She's been doing this like really intentionally way longer than me. I have a tiny little audience and yet a thousand people or not, maybe not a thousand people, but like my podcast has had a thousand plays like with a small audience. And who knew that when I started this, it would reach that. So like, yeah. let's just, I just gonna take a moment to celebrate it rather than compare myself to someone who's like way more advanced at me in this game. Um, you know, and has been doing this for way longer than me and has a much larger reach and span than I do. Like, this is cool. Like that many people yeah. are interested in what I have to say and my guests have to say. And I just think like, yeah, we do. We tend to like outsource that and compare it yeah. and look at where we haven't gone yet. Yes. Rather than be like, yeah, but wow, look at where I you know, a year ago, I had this idea for the podcast, but never did it, never put it out. And I'm doing it this year because I know there's so much to say and people to get on and juice to be had. <laughs> yeah, once upon a time, you had zero downloads. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Amazing, Charlotte. Thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. Oh, you're so I loved it. Yeah, I love having these conversations with amazing women. As I always ask every single one of my guests that comes on my podcast, I'm going to ask you to... What does being a liberated woman mean to you? For me, it's just like not playing it small, like not limiting yourself by like what who you think you should be. Because ultimately, like I'm agreeing, like we are pure conscious, we are like absolutely nothing, and but we become all these labels and these attachments, these conditions, and it is like I'm none of those things, and we also then get to decide who we actually are, who we can be, and like what is possible for us. Like I've been told this is what's possible for me. And I'm going to bin that. 
this is what's going to be possible for me and I can do that and I can have that and I can be that and just being brave in going that's what everyone thinks I should be or I should be doing actually I'm going to do this instead because I can because I want to and I get to do that and just that pure like belief in yourself of like I get to decide I just think it's really beautiful yeah absolutely I love that and like without the limitations like you know you are a single mum and you're still doing the thing and we spoke about like you know you said no to the relationship because it wasn't good for you and you you're also like in this way forging this path for your legacy which is your daughter yeah now she has a model you know available to her of a mother who had the boundaries to say no and you had the bravery and the courage to move into a new way of being and she's she's going to thank you for that one day and so we're doing this always I say this we're not just forging our path to liberation for ourselves we're doing it to break the chains of our ancestors and we're doing it for our future legacies whether you become a mother or not you're doing this for your community your partners your friends the society that you live in and for the collective of women because no woman is free till we're all free like we're all playing our part in this liberation piece so thank you so, so much for coming on today, Charlotte. I've posted your socials in the show notes. So if anyone is interested in connecting with Charlotte, you can do so. And when you're listening to this podcast, which will be released in a couple of weeks time, there will just be a couple of last events left of this year. The final Women's Circle, which is an in-person event, will be on the 10th of December at 7.30 p.m. It will be the final time that we gather as a group of women uh, in this particular space because things in my life are transitioning and I will share more on this podcast as things come become clearer and more solidified. I will be sharing more about all the exciting things happening in in my world in the background. Um, But I would love, love, love to come and have you sit there in circle with us for that final event of the year and for you to keep tuning into this podcast thank you so much every single person that listens to this podcast I just like feel you as a human heartbeat and I really appreciate you listening reviewing sharing tag me and Charlotte on your Instagram she's at Charlotte the relationship coach is that right right yeah yeah so if you liked this podcast and it resonated and you think a friend needs to hear it they're going through a breakup or difficult time or they're just looking for a more conscious relationship I, I mean, I wouldn't even talk about like conscious relationships or like, yeah, I shared all the story about how I met my partner, but we can do that in another podcast episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, screenshot this podcast or if you're watching it on YouTube, YouTube, screenshot it, post it on your sh- socials and tag us because we love, love, love to celebrate you. For now, yeah. have a magical day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Liberated Woman podcast. I hope this episode has landed in your heart and activated and awakened you in some way. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe and leave a review. This really helps more awakening women on their spiritual path to reach out and gives them a safe space to drop in and feel connected and empowered. I'd love to connect with you over on my IG at underscore Shani Bella and in my Facebook group, The Divine School of Feminine Awakening. Until then, have a magical day.